Hello and welcome back to Dating Smash. Today we are behind schedule and in a well, like we're in Seattle Airport right now, so there's a bit of background noise. But <laughs> still bringing a podcast to you today. Um, and continuing along with our trends of exploring psychology and its roots and how it affects your dating. Today we're talking a little bit about William James. Um, and this is a psychologist from back in uh, 1842. Uh, that's when he was born in 1910. Um, so James's work spans a lot of different areas, but today we're going to be talking about the subject of attention, of focus, of your reality, and how that's affected by what you're paying attention to. So in his words, my experience is what I agree to attend to. Only those items which I notice shape my mind. Without selective interest, experience is utter chaos. So, the reason why I bring this up is because I think this is one of the most profound things to notice about our experience. Um, at least from my observation of it and from working with many clients about it, um, our attention is what really creates our reality. That is, am I choosing to pay attention to specific things in my reality, which therefore shape my experience? And I think for the most part, especially within modern culture, there is like this focus on lack. What's missing? What don't I have? What am I not doing? Um, and a lot of that lack comes from comparison. It's so easy to compare because sources of comparison are so readily available, right? Like we've got people whose entire jobs are to be those sources of comparison to get paid for it. Uh, celebrities, influencers, it's all over the place, right? And it should, it's really important to note too that like this is something that people have noticed when it comes to marketing, right? Uh, one of the holy grails of marketing is to get an influencer or celebrity on your side to rock your product so other people compare themselves and think, why don't I have that? And then they spend a crazy amount of money trying to obtain it. So, in a lot of senses, our attention can be a source of theft of joy in our own lives, right? It can become a, a way that we steal our own happiness. Um, so the big question is, what are you paying attention to? When it comes to your relationship, what areas are you focused on? Are you focused on what's going right, what you enjoy about your relationship, what you're grateful for? Or are you focused on the little things about your partner that you wish you could change if they could just do this one thing, if they could talk a little bit more, if they could talk a little bit less, if they could earn more money, have a different position, be taller, be shorter, be curvier, be less curvy. And then, then the relationship would be good. And if it's your focus, really begin to notice how it colors your day-to-day -day experience when you're around this other person that you're dating when you're around yourself even do you have expectations of who you should be within the dating and relationship world and are you disappointed with yourself when you don't reach them now it's important to note that this isn't like a continuous gloomy fog of disappointment right it'll come and go but really begin to pay attention and notice how much of my experience is dominated by this comparison, this feeling of lack, this feeling of not good enough, because I'm choosing to cast my attention in that direction. 
equally important. This is not a blame conversation, right? None of this is going to be talking about how you're doing it wrong, what you did bad. Um, this is more just a place to look. And once you notice those things, see what you can do to shift them. One famous example, um, one example that I guess, maybe not famous, but one, one example that everyone I think can relate to is maybe nausea, right? Or the experience of having a stomach ache. And the more I fixate on how much pain I'm in, right? The more I fixate on what exactly I'm experiencing in my stomach, the more that begins to dominate my reality, right? I begin to really feel it. It almost feels like it's getting worse because now I'm really focused on it and I can't stop thinking about it. And what if it's cancer, right? Or what if I have an ulcer? And because I'm getting so wound up in the initial, like the, the pain, the initial pain of the experience, because I'm beginning to create a story around it, because I'm beginning to fixate on it and draw my attention to it, now it becomes a bigger deal than it potentially could be. See, the alternative would have been if I acknowledged that it was happening and that I set up a doctor's appointment and then I started focusing on other things, right? Maybe driving to the doctor's office, maybe listening to some music, maybe having a conversation with a friend. And as I begin to draw my attention away, what happens? Well, nine times out of ten, we kind of begin to either experience the sensation of less pain or we forget that it was there entirely, right? It just goes away on its own. Um, a watched pot never boils right so <laughs> um, and to add just like one more quote to the mix because I love this quote so much human beings are the only animal that are capable of being wounded by the same spear twice that is to say that you know the pain in life is kind of unavoidable there are always going to be disappointments when it comes to dating and relationships always there is never going to be a perfect relationship there will never be a relationship where something isn't missing there will never be a relationship where there isn't fighting but what are we doing to experience that pain again I mean the initial pain is that first wound right it's unavoidable we get hit by the spear it hurts can't be changed but the secondary pain comes when we begin to obsess about it, when we bring the past to the present. When you think about that one time when that person threw a spear at us and it was like, oh, that hurts. Now I don't like people that remind me of that person. And then I get to experience that pain over and over and over again. And that's just the same with dating and relationships. So, as a happier alternative, uh, and one that you've probably heard before, Drawing your attention to the opposite direction is usually a really powerful move to get out of like spinning your wheels and really just rattling around in your own head. So what am I grateful for? What's going right in my relationship? How is this making me into a stronger, better person? How is this going to serve me in the long run? If I deal with the suffering that I'm dealing with right now, how is that going to push me towards my ultimate goals? And as we begin down that path, I want you to really write it down. Like put it on paper with a pen or a pencil. Don't type it out. Don't think it to yourself. Write it down. Because that's where the action is, right? You need to be taking action in order for anything to begin shifting. And writing is a good way of slowing down your thoughts enough. It's a good way of getting your body involved enough that you're really thinking it through. And it, and it causes your mentality to begin to change. So if you're stuck in a loop, if you are beginning to experience pain as a result of your focused attention on the things that are going wrong, 
And don't worry, this is a really normal human experience, right? We all do this. I do this routinely. I have to, I have to get out of my own head I mean, five, five, six times a day at a minimum. But begin to draw your attention outward. The more you fixate on what's causing you pain, the more pain you experience. So don't create that for yourself. All right, that is all the time we have today. We'll put the fancy music back in the next episode. That is my promise to you. And we'll catch you <laughs> in the next podcast. My name is Rob Wong, and this has been another episode of Dating Smash.